Catholic Radio 88.1 KHOI presents Todo con Amor with Most Reverend James A. Tamayo, Bishop of the Diocese of Laredo. The Bishop wants to spend time with us, sharing his thoughts and opinions on what's going on in the world today with our Church, within the Diocese of Laredo, and how these experiences can bring benefit to us, the Catholic community. And now, Bishop Tamayo. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Christ is risen, and thou art overthrown. O death, where is thy sting? O hell, where is thy victory? Christ is risen, and thou art overthrown. Christ is risen, and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen, and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen, and life reigns. Christ is risen, and not one dead remains in the grave. For Christ, being risen from the dead, is become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. To him be glory and dominion unto ages of ages. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia, brothers and sisters. I greet you on Easter, on the wonderful feast, the greatest feast in the Christian calendar. Easter Sunday, Christians throughout the world celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For Catholics, Easter Sunday comes at the end of 40 days of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, known as our Lenten season. Through this Lenten period, our fighting with that spiritual struggle of self-denial, of passions over self-interest, through the Lenten season and our spiritual struggle and self-denial in which we fought against sin and temptation, we prepared ourselves to die spiritually with Christ on Good Friday, the day of Christ's crucifixion, so that we might rise again with him in new life on Easter. Brothers and sisters, Easter Sunday is a day of celebration because it represents the fulfillment of our faith as Christians. And yes, brothers and sisters, in this Easter season, we shout and sing, Alleluia, Alleluia, for our faith does tell us, inspired by the witnesses of Easter, that Christ has risen from the dead the angel's message to Mary Magdalene and the women who came to find an empty tomb. Christ is no longer among the dead. He is risen, as he said. Through Christ's death, Christ saved mankind from our dying, from our dying to sin, and from our dying to end life. He destroyed that hold that death has on all of us. But it is his resurrection 
in his life that we find life and that we enter into eternal life. That new life begun on Easter Sunday, we remember when we pray the Our Father, the prayer that Jesus taught us. We say, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The early Christian fathers saw Easter as the fulfillment of that promise. For with the resurrection of Christ, God's kingdom is established on earth in the form of the church. Remember when Christ spoke to Peter and to the other apostles and said, Who do people say that I am? It was Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, who said, You are the Christ. And Jesus responded, Peter, no human gave you that information. It was my Father and the Holy Spirit. And I, for my part, say to you, you are Peter, Petra, rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was telling us of the victory. He was telling us of the kingdom and how the church is that kingdom of God on earth. That's why, dearest friends, when people follow the call of the Holy Spirit to become Catholic, previously having lived a faith tradition other than Catholicism, they go through our Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, the RCIA Catechism Program. And these catechumens, these people who were led by the Spirit to seek entry into the Catholic faith, are traditionally baptized at the Easter Vigil during Holy Week because at the Easter Vigil we light the new fire that signifies Christ is risen, that signifies Christ conquered death, Christ conquered darkness, Christ conquered evil and sin. Christ, by that new light, brings us new life, shows us the way, the truth, and the life. And it is at this same Easter vigil that water is blessed, the water that is used for our baptism, the water that is used at the entrance of our churches at the holy water fount that reminds every Catholic as they enter the church of their baptism. They sign themselves as on the day they were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. For our baptism, dear brothers and sisters, parallels Christ's own death and resurrection as we die to sin and rise to new life in the kingdom of God. I pray and hope that this Easter season may be an opportunity where all of us sing Alleluia, give thanks to Almighty God for his many blessings to us, and most especially that we live in the new life of faith, hope, and love that Christ has won for us. 
Father Toby Guerrero, Director of Vocations and Seminarians, is shaping the future of the Diocese of Laredo by inviting men and women to serve others by living the religious life. This is Father Toby Guerrero, Director of Seminarians and Director of Casa Guadalupe, the House of Discernment for the Diocese of Laredo. A few weeks ago, I was working a confirmation retreat at a local parish. The young people were attentive as I presented a talk on vocations. As the session came to an end, I asked, does anyone have a question? I was asked, I am not perfect, I am not holy, and I'm worthy. How could I ever become a priest? That's right. No one is worthy or ever will be worthy. But God, in his goodness and love, as a sign of his divine election, calls some to lay down their lives so that others may live. We might say, like St. Peter, Leave me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Luke 5, 8. But Jesus will not abandon us. We are to trust in his mercy and strive to live out the holiness of the priesthood. We allow the image of Jesus Christ crucified to be built up in us more and more each day through prayer and through sacrifice. Another youth asked, Do priests have friends, Father? Absolutely. Just like everyone else, many friendships are formed in the seminary and they become lifelong. Many are priests that you meet along the way or religious that we work with in the missions of the church. A number of priests will still keep in touch with their childhood friends and those from high school. Along the way, as a priest, friendships will develop with families and parishioners that you come in contact and serve with. You are always a father to them, but that doesn't mean you can't go to a baseball game with them and cheer for your favorite team. A third youth asks, what do priests do for fun and recreation? Almost anything that is fun, exciting, wholesome, and renews the body, mind, and soul. From basketball to bowling to going to a baseball game to reading to riding roller coasters to going to the beach, jogging, soccer, biking, skiing, visiting museums, going to the movies, to visiting foreign countries, to spending time with families, to eating out. You name it, but priests realize that recreation involves the soul too, and that is why priests take a retreat each year. Perhaps I could visit your youth group and answer their questions. Invite me to come and share with them my priesthood. Who knows, maybe there in your group is the next priest for the Diocese of Laredo. Call me Father Toby Guerrero at 956-568-0463. Email me at vocations at dioceseoflaredo.org. Visit MySpace, El Padre Toby. God bless and have a happy Easter. Your questions about our faith, beliefs, and traditions are addressed in this segment of Ask the Bishop. Brothers and sisters, in this segment of Ask the Bishop, I have some questions that I received pertinent to the Easter season. I'd like to remind everyone that should you have a question, you can email me at khoy at khoy.org or you can write me at khoy 88.1 FM care of Todo con Amor 1901 Corpus Christi Street Laredo, Texas 78043 Since we are in the Easter season I have the question that is asked 
Bishop, what is the Easter duty? Brothers and sisters, this might be a term you have heard of, or it might be something you are totally unaware of. But yes, we do have an Easter duty. What is that? Well, most Catholics today receive Holy Communion each time they go to Mass. But that wasn't always the case. In fact, for a variety of reasons, many Catholics in the past very rarely received the Eucharist. Therefore, the Catholic Church made it a requirement for all Catholics to receive communion at least once a year during the Easter season. The Church also urges the faithful to receive the Sacrament of Confession, of Reconciliation, in preparation for that Easter communion, though you're only required to attend confession if you have committed a mortal sin. You see, brothers and sisters, because of the central importance of Easter to our faith, the Catholic Church required that all Catholics who have made their first communion receive Holy Eucharist during this Easter season. And the Easter season begins with Easter Sunday and continues for 50 days through Pentecost Sunday. So we have 50 days in which to fulfill our Easter duty, that is, to receive Holy Communion at Holy Mass, to avail ourselves of the opportunity of the sacrament of reconciliation before receiving the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion. For this reception of the Eucharist is a visible sign of our faith and our participation in the kingdom of God. Of course, the church invites us to receive communion at every Mass we attend. This Easter duty is simply the minimum requirement which the church sets for every Catholic who has already made their first communion. I hope you'll see how this Easter duty should not be viewed so much as a requirement, as a burden, but rather as an opportunity, a blessing to draw closer to Christ, Christ, the risen Lord, who offered his life for us. I have another question that has come through, and that question is, how is the date for Easter calculated? Well, brothers and sisters, the Easter season and Easter Sunday is a movable feast which means it does not occur on the same date every year. How then is the date determined for each year? Well, in the year 325 A.D., the Church Council of Nicaea set the date of Easter as the Sunday following the 14th day of the Paschal full moon, which is the full moon whose 14th day falls on or after the vernal or the spring equinox. We know that Easter must always occur on a Sunday because Sunday was the day of Christ's resurrection. But why the 14th day of the Paschal full moon, you might ask? Well, 
because that was the date of Passover in the Jewish calendar. And the Last Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ with his apostles occurred on the Passover. Therefore, Easter was the Sunday after Passover. The church does not use the exact date of the Paschal full moon, but an approximation, because the Paschal full moon can fall on different days in different time zones, which would mean that the date of Easter Sunday would be different depending on which time zone you live in. Likewise, the church sets the date of the vernal equinox at March 21st, even though it can occur on March 20th. Both approximations allow the church to set a universal date for Easter. I hope this information on the date calculation for Easter Sunday has been helpful to you. But what is most helpful, whether we can understand all of this technical information, is that Easter commemorates Christ's resurrection, the fulfillment of his promise, I will rise again. All of us are called to a vocation. Have you received your calling to serve in a particular ministry? Let's learn more about the different ministries throughout the diocese in this ministry focus. This is Lucy Cardenas. Currently, I am the Chancellor for the Diocese of Laredo. The Chancellor is one of the administrative positions in a diocese. The canonical duties of a Chancellor are to be in charge of the archives, keep a record of everything that has to do with the church and its activity, making certain that all of the sacramental records are properly kept and that the history of the diocese is recorded. A second major function of the chancellor is to be the official signator. That means that all official documents are signed by the bishop and co-signed by the chancellor. Both the bishop and the chancellor use a seal. The bishop's seal includes his coat of arms. The chancellor uses the seal of the diocese. So the shield that you see for the Diocese of Laredo is the one that is used by the chancellor. The chancellor's office in the Diocese of Laredo is a small office with a great deal of activity. It also takes on the function of supervising all of the ministries at the pastoral center. The chancellor is responsible for all of the statistical information on the diocese. The chancellor's office is also responsible for most of the written material that goes out of the diocese. Currently, we include the diocesan newsletter, which is a monthly newsletter. We record as many activities as possible. We keep track of the calendar for the diocese and major projects. Under the chancellor currently, in addition to the ministries, are the chancellor's secretary, the pastoral center receptionist, and the person that is the specialist in information technology. At the pastoral center, you find the Office of Family Life, the Superintendent of Catholic Schools, Adult Religious Education, 
Religious Education for Children, and Youth Ministry. The Chancellor works closely with the Bishop and the other two officers, the Fiscal Officer and the Vicar General. The Diocese of Laredo also has a Vice Chancellor. That is Father Ethan Bello. You have probably met the other members of the administrative team, Monsignor Stanley Schleviak, who is the Vicar General, and Lourdes Martinez, who is the Fiscal Officer. Each one of these offices supervise large groups of people. It is with these officers that the bishop administrates the entire diocese. The chancellor's office welcomes you at whichever time you want to drop by the pastoral center. If you have a question on a religious belief of the Catholic Church, if you have a concern regarding something that is going on in your parish, and any other opportunity to serve you. That's what we are here for, to serve you and to be faithful to the teachings of the Lord Jesus and to record the history of his church. Wishing you and your family a very blessed Easter, that the light of Christ may lead you always, and that the peace of Christ may reign in your heart. Once again, Bishop Tamayo. How wonderful to be able to sing throughout this Easter season, but also throughout the year. Alleluia, alleluia. To hear the glorious, glory to God in the highest. All of these words and songs and the scriptures at Mass will be recalling the mystery of Christ rising from the dead, his victory over evil. Brothers and sisters, Easter is a glorious time. I indicated in this program that it is a season of 50 days. But you know what, brothers and sisters? Easter is all year long. Because every Sunday Mass commemorates Easter Sunday commemorates Christ rising from the dead, the glory of his resurrection. And so, yes, every Sunday is the invitation to again live the new life Christ has won for us by his life, death, and resurrection. From apostolic times, the beginning of the church, Sunday, the Lord's Day, has always been accorded special attention because of its close connection with the very core of our Christian mystery, Christ rising from the dead. Each Sunday recalls the day of Christ's resurrection. And so, yes, it is Easter which comes back to us week by week as we celebrate our Sunday Mass. For in the Mass, we celebrate Christ's victory over sin and death. The fundamental importance of Sunday has been recognized through 2,000 years of church history and was emphatically restated by the Second Vatican Council. The Council writes, 
Every seven days, the church celebrates the Easter mystery. This is a tradition going back to the apostles, taking its origin from the actual day of Christ's resurrection, a day thus appropriately designated the Lord's Day. And so the Second Vatican Council teaches that on Sunday, Christian believers should come together in order to commemorate the suffering, the resurrection, and the glorious new life of our Lord Jesus Christ by hearing his word through sacred scripture, by sharing Holy Communion, his body and blood in Holy Eucharist, and to give thanks to God who has given us new life and the hope received through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, Sunday is a day which is at the very heart of Christian life. The rediscovery of this day is a grace which we must implore. Time given to Christ is never time lost, but is rather time gained, so that our relationships, and indeed our whole life, may become more profoundly human, more profoundly as Christ has desired it to be, as we are to be children of God, living his life, living and sharing his love, todo con amor. Should not be surprised 
We invite you to tune in next time with His Excellency, Bishop Damayo. This has been a presentation of 88.1 KHOY, Catholic Radio, serving the Diocese of Laredo.